Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Excuse me, the ref just wouldn't call anything. Like, you, you would breathe on SGA and it would be a foul. So, I don't know. It was rough to watch. Uh, but I think Davion's time in Sacramento is coming up, um, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, I think Keon has very well much deserved his way into the rotation. Uh, he's not only on the de- defensive side of the ball, but I feel like he's getting more comfortable on the offensive end. And now he's hitting his threes, which is great to see. Uh, and I'm glad you oh. mentioned Domas. We just take him for granted. Seriously. Uh, our floor raiser who kills it every night. in and, and, I do worry about him because while uh, a lot of bigs in the NBA kind of only go 60%, 80%, he goes 110% every game. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. First quarter, Shea baits Uncle Keeks for two quick ticky-tack fouls. Keeks makes the first Kings basket with a midi pull-up. Keeks gets the offensive rebound, which turns into a Fox 3. Golden 1 center boos Josh Giddy every time he touches the ball. Domas makes a beautiful drop-off for an Uncle Keeks dunk. Clamp Keegan makes a timely closeout on Lou Dort for a missed 3. OKC up by 1 to end the quarter. Second quarter, Monk splashes a 3. Monk hits JaVal McGee with a signature oop, like what's new. Fox makes a 3. Keon bangs in a 3. Kenrick Williams tries it on Clamp Keegan and misses a layup. Fox gets the Kings' first free throw attempts with four minutes to go in the second quarter because the refs were going full Stockton Boulevard, acting like hoes. Thunder with 14 free throw attempts at the time. Domas gets a running slam off a Monk dime. What's new? Keon guards Shy Shea nicely for a miss. Kings up by six to end the half. My co-pilots, Naima and Liz, first half reactions. Um, well, honestly, that first half was I don't know, like the King I liked how the Kings played uh overall, of course, taking the lead after going down about six and coming back and you know, Fox doing his thing. But it was just like even though they weren't settling for threes, like they were going uh to the rim and everything, I'm like the excuse me, the ref just wouldn't call anything like you you would breathe on SGA and it would be a foul. So I don't know. It was rough to watch. It got a little better in the second half until the fourth. Um, but I liked how the Kings played overall. Domas did what he had to do. He clearly had the advantage in the paint and he went at Chet every time. Um, and their other center every time, which I love because I'm like, I need Domas needs to be aggressive whenever you know you have the advantage inside. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I also like, uh, I saw... Deer and Fox. I think he was talking at shoot around early this morning, or maybe it was yesterday. Um, they kind of asked him about you know living and dying by the three, and I that's what I was kind of disappointed at. Like I feel like against the Clippers, you know, we were both on backs to backs, but I feel like we continue to kind of live and die by the three. And the night before, we hit a franchise record of twenty five threes, and then against the Clippers, we couldn't hit one to save our lives. So 
I do like that they were getting to the basket more. Um, yeah, shout out to De'Aaron Fox, though. He's, I mean, that man, if y'all don't see what this man is, a freaking superstar, I don't know what to tell y'all. Um, it's just crazy the disrespect he continues to get. And like I said again, I won't ever forget our own fans at one point were wanting him traded from his team. So uh, y'all better uh, clear those timelines because if I feel spicy one night, I might go find some of those tweets. 100%. All right. Third quarter, Shea and Isaiah Joe get a couple of N ones. Malik Monk makes a nice floater. Trey tips into Keegs, missed the three. Keon makes the three. Monk finds Keegs on a nice backdoor cut for an easy lay-in. Monk hits a three. Domas makes a three. Malik blends Lou Dort and hits a three. Again, uh, Fox bang in, bangs in an off-the-dribble three to end the quarter. Kings are first to 100. They're up by eight. Fourth quarter, Sasha hits a timely three and tears a roof off of Golden 1. HB battles for two offensive rebounds for a putback. Drapes calls him Old Man Rivers. Yeah, not sure about that one. Uh, Monk blocks an open dunk by Kenrick Williams. Keon bangs in two threes. Keon gets an offensive rebound, which is converted into a De'Aaron Fox floater. Refs try to turn the tide in favor of OKC. Tech on De'Aaron. Fox is bothered by his shoulder. I hope he's okay. Fox and Keeks make crucial free throws. Thunder get an easy two off a great slob play. Kings up three. Three seconds to go. Keegs ices two free throws to win the game. Kings win 128-123. Yeah, shout out to Keon. Uh, he played He played really good tonight. Um, I feel bad, uh, but I think Davion's time in Sacramento is coming up um, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, I think Keon has very well much deserved his way into the rotation. Uh, he's not only on the de- defensive side of the ball, but I feel like he's getting more comfortable on the offensive end, and now he's hitting his threes, which is great to see. Uh, so shout out to him for just stepping up in the moment when he's given the opportunity. I love watching that. Um, and our role players, Malik Monk continues to thrive, you know, off that bench. Trey Lyles continues to do his thing. Um, Keegan Murray, I thought, had a great game as well. So it's just tonight was an overall, I think, team win. Sabonis, I thought, had a great game, another double-double. It just comes so freaking naturally to him. Um, I swear he just wakes up and it's an automatic double-double. So, yeah, this is a great win for them. Uh, Shy obviously got his, but it's pretty hard to stop that. And I thought Keon did, you know, as much as he could on him. But sometimes you can't control, especially when he's getting to the free throw line. Yeah, it was it was such a solid game for Keon. I'm so happy for him. He played such a great game. Also, Malik, he makes such an impact for the Kings and he's such a game changer. It's just, again, sign that man immediately we need to sign him i hope he stays with that i know other teams will probably offer him more but i really hope he decides to stay with the kings i mean what else can you say about De'Aaron fox he's just a superstar and he should he should have shot just as many if not more free throws than sga i don't understand how he gets that many free throws and fox is being clobbered in the paint every single time he gets in there but that's i guess that's another topic for another day but Glad to see that the Kings like even fought through adversity um, with the, every call somehow going against us in that fourth quarter at every possible given moment. So this guy, we were about to uh, we were we were able to hit our free throws because that's been kind of a problem this season. So good to see the Kings come out with the win um, through adversity and see you know De'Aaron uh, show that he is a superstar. Forty one on them. Like I tweeted, 41 points when it was five on eight. 
incredible. That's MVP shit to me. And it's a shame that MVP voting is, is driven by advanced stats and De'Aaron's not even in the top 10 uh, on most lists. But the eye test tells you that he should be up there, top five, in my opinion. FJ, what's happening? Welcome back. I just want to start off by saying happy birthday, Liz. And also, I just want to give an update. I am feeling perfectly okay now. I'm feeling good. And now I can come back, tune into these um spaces. And I just want to say that despite the refs being very questionable, we still pulled off this win because we are a great basketball team. And <clears throat> Fox, you know, is doing his thing. You know, his shen- usual shenanigans dropped to 40 piece tonight. Uh, everybody else was doing their thing. Monk was doing his thing. Murray was doing his thing. And shout out Keon Ellis, man. 17 points off the bench, man. That man is very special. And just like Liz said, I think Davion's like time here is, you know, coming to a close. Like, but I don't want to make any assumptions just yet. But like Keon lately has 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 been um proving himself day in and day out in the rotation. So I think he's gonna be a really great um player off the bench, you know, same with like Monk and um everything. And like look, OKC is a very good team, but like the rep the refs, man. Like like no, I don't like like blaming games because of the refs, because like it's cliche. But, like, something about this game, the refs were, like, any small thing, they would just blow the whistle. And I'm just sitting there, like, why, why though? Like, they're over here just, just, you know, disrespect to uh, SGA because he's a very talented basketball player. And I actually like SGA. But, bro, they, just, just, just the littlest thing. Like, he can just get lightly tapped. And it's, like, two free throws, like, a foul, two free throws. But, like, I'm just glad that we was able to pull off this win. To, like, uh, I'm just... I'm just very. This is what I needed because after that game against the Clippers, this this is what I needed. Like we're a very good team, and I don't think we should ride off the Kings just yet because we're like they're a great team. And also, shout out to HB man grabbing those two offensive boards and then putting it back up. Like HB is going nowhere. He's like saying like people saying trade HB. HB needs to. I think his time on the Kings is coming to a close. No, that man is going nowhere. HB, like, it can be the littlest things. He can contribute, like, very little things, but it in, it impacts the game. Like, like I just love HB so much. Like, he, he he's he's not going anywhere as far as my concern. But uh, shout out to the Kings, man. Light the beam, and I can now sleep peacefully. Well, FJ, you already know. Uh, majority of HB haters and, and trade machiners, they, they really just look at the box score. And, and they see that zero sometimes. I think HB had had almost blanks all across the board. But if you don't actually watch the games, you don't know what he's doing. Uh, nine times out of ten, he's taking the team's, the other team's best player and whatnot. And sometimes it's not going to show up on the box score. I know that's a cliche. Oh, he does things that don't show up on the box score, but it's true. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as far as him not going anywhere, I, I just don't know. Um, it's funny. Uh I'm out of market. So when I watch the games, I'm seeing little vignettes and video packages that maybe you guys don't see because you're watching in the Sacramento area. And so this whole season, they've been playing um, this video package of Barnes when he first got traded to the Kings and and, all of the support group, family members and friends are just talking about him and talking about how great it is and how, how, what a wonderful person he is. And I just feel like it's a little kind of an omen uh, of what's going to happen soon as more and more names are being thrown around uh, in the trade market, especially with John Collins being uh, on the block now from the Utah jazz and other names. 
I don't know. He, he, his contract is perfect. That it just fits right in uh, with a lot of different names that are being thrown around. So yeah, I love HB too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then as uh, I think maybe Liz or somebody else said, Davion as well. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully not. It's going to hurt either way. We're going to get our hearts broken, whoever gets traded. So yeah. Um, anywho, uh, thank you, FJ. Thank you, David. I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying it. I don't, I still don't understand, you know, how, like the losses we've had this season, we've only lost, I think, what, to four teams. And like all of them have, besides like maybe two, have been like bad. Um, so that's still like a head scratcher to me. I think we need to get that figured out. Also, I'm curious to see um, with the signing today with Juan Toscano uh, Anderson, how he's going to fit into, you know, this. Like, is he going to get any minutes? Or what is going to happen with that? Because um, I think that's like a Mike Brown type of guy. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that, but I'm just happy that we got the win. Uh, Oklahoma is a very good young and upcoming team. Um, I mean, they have great young players, so you always have to kind of watch out for them. Uh, but I'm just happy that we were able to get the win tonight. Yeah, it was just a really good win. It was, uh, great to see. Um, yeah, same here. I wonder how he'll fit the system and everything. I'm sure it was definitely an influence with Mike Brown already um, knowing GTA and like him playing in a system that Mike Brown's also familiar with. So I wonder, I, I wonder what like, like triggered uh, the signing, um, what was going through like Mike Brown and the G- like Monty's head uh, when signing him. But I am definitely interested to see uh, what he brings to the court. Yeah, I think it's just after seeing their defensive performances uh, with all these losses and, and with wings just blowing by our wings, mm. unfortunately. So he's 6'6", and he brings it, and he's athletic. So, yeah, and it might just be an example thing. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, just during practices and in him knowing Mike Brown's system in schemes, you know, he could show the Kings players what's up. And, yeah, if they are laying an egg and they are not – paying attention to their defensive assignments and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe he brings them in because it's really weird because the fact that he didn't make the Warriors training camp and then he went elsewhere and didn't get playing time on his mm-hmm. other teams. You know, And then maybe, went to the G league. Yeah. And maybe it's Mike yeah. Brown that just totally unlocks his potential. And then, you know, with other clubs, other organizations, it just didn't happen for me. It's like that sometimes. So uh-huh. if it's just a perfect pairing, so be it. And uh, it's it's really low risk. So, you know, I'm happy. And, and I know uh, the Sacramento Kings, Mexican fans are super stoked. It's all about representation. So uh-huh. there you I go. Love Did you guys read uh, that article I reposted, quote tweeted, uh, from Basketball is Poetry, and they talked about how the Kings offense has improved in some areas, but they're taking more threes than ever, but then oh, we've t- kind of taken away our mid-range uh, because of that. And how, yeah, we're like a top six, top seven team in the West, but we were the only team that has a negative net rating, which is kind of a concern, which really just means we're getting blown out um, when we lose, but when we win, you know, we just win by a modest margin. Um, okay. Really good read. I didn't read uh, that, but I'm definitely going to check it out later. But yeah, that's kind of sucks to see that, like, you know, when we lose, we do uh, get blown out. 
Um, but it's nice to know that, like, whenever a game is close, like, it's anybody's game, and usually the Kings pull it out when it is a close game. Because, um, like you said, we only win by, like, marginal points, probably less than 10. A lot of our games come to down to the wire. It's stressful to watch, but it's nice to know that they do have that advantage. Yeah, I got to check it out. I'll have to read it a little later as well. I didn't get a chance to check it out today. How dare you guys? I would, I would read <laughs> hey, 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 I was, you guys. I was post. touching grass. I freaking <laughs> ordered, like, so much food tonight because I was like, you know what? It's my birthday. I'm not cooking. So I got, like, Chinese food. I got some sushi. Um, I went all out tonight. I'm full as hell. Like, I honestly think I could probably die um, from being so full. But, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, like, we freaking won tonight. I, I just – I love when this team wins. Um, I love watching De'Aaron Fox just do his thing on a nightly basis. Like, we really have a fucking superstar. Like, I don't think it's, like, sitting in with the lots of people – that we genuinely have a superstar on our team and we actually have pieces around him that are consistently helping him, you know, get to that stardom level. Um, but just the things that he does, like the three pointers he's hitting, I mean, just getting to the mid range, like he could literally go from like zero to 100 in like two seconds. Like it's crazy just watching how he turns his speed on and off just in a matter of minutes. Um, but yeah, I just love watching Malik Monk. I like, kind of get sad to think about the end of the season like when we have to worry about like is he staying is he going kind of thing so i'm not trying to think that about that just yet because i keep seeing posts about you know people saying how much we can pay him and all this stuff um but yeah i just i'm gonna enjoy these games as they come and again we're gonna have those games where we lose and we're gonna lose bad unfortunately i i hope we start to get that kind of turned around where we're not getting blown out on these losses um, but we'll see. I mean, we still got time and, you know, the trade deadline, we don't know what's going to happen at that point either. Uh, I think Monty has some stuff cooked up his sleeves, whether that's a big move or it's just kind of around the edges, we won't know until it happens. But, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to continue to see this team grow together. Absolutely. And then last year was just euphoria. It was just like, oh, wow, we're good. <laughs> Finally, we're going to make the playoffs. And that ride was fun. But I think this year, the journey is just watching Darren's greatness. And seeing our role players step up, um, it's it's kind of crazy that now our expectations are extremely high. Whereas last year, at the beginning of the season, it was like, yeah, we can make the play in. This year, our world crumbles when we lose. Like the topics on Reddit that get posted after any loss is like, Oh, that was a must-win game. Oh man, we're trash. I don't know. You know, it's like everybody crumbles. I'm not talking everybody. I know people here are very rational, and I appreciate that. But yeah, it's been quite a ride this year. But I'm going to make sure to just appreciate De'Aaron's greatness uh, every moment I get because um, we haven't had a player like this that just carries so much of the load and is so consistent and so amazing, uh, night in and night out. So what do we think? Because I saw the report that apparently Jordan Clarkson is on the trade block. Uh, I'm sorry, not Jordan Clarkson. John Collins. John Collins um, was on, is on the trade block because of issues that are going on with Utah. And I've seen some Kings fans tweet about, you know, obviously the trade machiners, you know, making trades for him. But my concern is because he, I feel like we were kind of de- like he was dealing with kind of like the toxicity with the Atlanta Hawkins or the Atlanta Hawkins. I'm, I can't talk tonight. The Atlanta Hawks. And I like that name, by the way, the Hawkins. <laughs> I don't even know where I got that from, but <laughs> like, 
you know what I mean? Like it kind of felt like he kind of gave up on the team at some point and there was just beef between him and Trey. And like, there was obviously like, we don't know for sure what happened, but there's just those rumblings of things happening. Now he moved on. I think this is what his first season with the Utah jazz and they're already having issues with him. So I just, I feel like he would, I, he would be an upgrade for sure. But do we want to bring in a guy like that, that kind of has been having those issues with two teams now? I get one, but now you're moving on to a second team and kind of your play style and like how you're acting is being put in question a second time. Um, I just don't think that would be a smart, a smart thing to do. And I don't think that's like the type of move that Monty would make. Um, but it's just interesting to see Kings fans like pushing kind of like that they want him. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I, it bothers me that they said that the Utah jazz were, were growing impatient with him as far as him just not gelling with the system. So it's like, is it a basketball field thing where he's just not smart enough to, to uh, thrive in a role? You know what I mean? Cause they, they, they're like us, you know what I mean? They play extremely beautiful organized ball and, they put teams in a blender and their ball movement is amazing. So it's like, do you not know when they cut or, or whatever it is? Yeah, that's a concern. Well, I think too, it was like his effort that was being kind of put in question, like how he was playing on both sides of the ball. And I was like, like again, you know, these are just speculation and who who's actually reporting this stuff and where it's getting leaked. But now this is like kind of a second team that's reporting some type of issue with him so that's just like when it's an effort concern and you're not buying into like your role with a team i don't like that especially since the way mike brown is running this team is it's kind of like everyone needs to buy into their role and everyone thankfully has so far so it's like if we bring a guy like that over will he be happy you know if he's not getting those touches constantly and things like that because you know Fox is going to get touches. Sabonis is going to get touches. Keegan's going to get his touches. So it's like he's kind of getting pushed down the line to maybe the fourth or fifth option. So it's like, is he going to be truly happy in that role kind of thing? I don't know. It would be interesting to kind of see how that all plays out. I mean, on paper, he's like the stud that we need. 6'9", he's beefy. Um, I've seen him guard Giannis in the playoffs and he, you know, he did fine. I mean, nobody could really just stop Giannis, but you know, he slowed him down. So, you know, he's six, nine strong as hell shoots 38% from three. It's like, it's tempting, but yeah, all the other stuff kind of bugs. When I love to, there was a, there was a specific, I can't remember after what game, but it was after a game and Mike Brown was talking to the media and it was a Harrison Barnes topic. And he said, it was like a game. We scored 117 points. And he's like, look, 117 points in this league should get you enough. But we failed on the defensive end. So he's like basically, you know, pushing the blame that where people were trying to like specifically just blame Barnes. And it's like, yeah, and you know, most of the time, like there's some high powered offenses obviously out there. But if you truly want to make those deep playoff runs, you got to learn how to clamp down and 117 points should be damn well enough in a playoff game, you know, cause it's going to be the defense is more intense, you know, things like that. So you're not scoring these 140, you know, type games in the playoffs generally. So I love that kind of, that was Mike Brown's response. He's like, it should be enough. And he was kind of blaming the whole, the defense as a whole as to kind of why they lost. So 
yeah, just the Harrison Barnes hate is just, it's, again, I get the criticism of it to an extent, but some people go way a little overboard with it. Well, bring that same energy when, when Kevin lays an egg. And I know Kevin Herter just, he has a chokehold on some of the fan base and people love him. But it's like he he's laid a few eggs too and he gets like a fraction of the heat that Harrison Barnes gets. So it's really weird. Uh, and maybe it's because Barnes has just never had a, a great game this season yet. And, and Kevin actually has had a few uh, games where he went off and, and he was actually a great playmaker and whatnot. So maybe that's it. But it's like spread the hate around if you're going to do it. That's all I'm saying. Bring that energy for everyone. Um, I don't want to leave on a bad note, though. So somebody has to bring up something positive. I um, wanted to say something. There you go. Um, so I really love that the Kings uh, have a really good record at home. Where uh, the Kings are eight and three, and I feel like last season didn't we end the season where we had like more losses on our home court than wins? So I just um, I love to see that early. Uh, to start the season that we're actually winning on our home court. So it's good to see that. And that's a great point. Um, And I think people just need to just ignore a lot of the metrics. Uh, And I know we love seeing our our name at the top of certain statistics and and we're no longer the number one offense like we were last season. And and if that number were this season, they would be, I think Deuce Mason posted um, a fact that it would only be like the sixth or seventh best offense this season uh, that's just the nature of the game and how offenses mm-hmm. are but i was listening to jay kyle man and and ben taylor thinking basketball podcast and they were just talking about how in no way statistically during the regular season is miami considered a championship threat right in in like bam out of bios on off uh stats it's like miami heat is like a negative 13 um when he's on the floor without Jimmy Butler, right? And then as a duo, they're not in the top 10 or whatever. But in the playoffs, they turn it up. Coach Spo goes ham with the play calling and, and rotations, and they do well, and he gets the best out of his bench. And it's mm-hmm. like, if we're in the middle of the pack this season, statistically, and everywhere else, and we're not getting all the accolades, I give zero fucks. Or as mm-hmm. Coach Jordy said, I give four fucks. Because if we just perform in the playoffs, kind of like, like we did last season when we were, what, ranked 23rd or 27th in defense, but then all of a sudden in the playoffs we turned it on, became uh, a proficient defensive team, and we were in the middle of the pack, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we're not the number one offense, if we're like 13th, if we're 19th on defense, I think we are going to raise – up and go up a few notches in defense um, by the time uh, the all-star break comes. And I think Mike Brown is just going to do some coach Spo shit and get this team ready and ramp up for the playoffs. I think that's really all that matters is the end result. Instead of all the statistical uh, benchmarks <laughs> that people seem to care about. I love that too for Miami. Like, you know, people could shit on them for like, obviously like fumbling the Dame trade and all that stuff but like the the way they run things over there and i mean miami's a like a big market you know what i mean like they've won championships they've had like lebron Dwayne wade you know all that um but like the pieces that they continue i mean i to me when they got rid of you know gabe vincent um who else they get rid of uh max Struess. max Struess, yeah like guys like that when they left i was like oh, i don't know like i i just don't think 
they're going to have it this year. But they've gone out there and they've continued to just, again, prove. And shout out to Eric Spolstra because he has that team playing, you know, at a high level pretty much game in and game out. Um, but it's like, it's just insane how they continue. Even last year, like, there, I was like, there's no way that team, like, with how the roster was built. I mean, Jimmy, we all know Jimmy can get buckets. But, like, the fact that they were able to take out some of the top teams in the East and make it to the NBA Finals, like, that's freaking crazy. Like, of course, like, we knew they weren't getting past Denver because Denver was just Denver. But it's just insane to me that they still continue on a nightly basis, like, have a team that they could play um, – you know what I mean? Like at that high of a level, just with the pieces that they have, because realistically outside of like Jimmy and Bam, like they don't have like that. They don't much. have marquee name players. And I will say exactly. this though, you guys already know if you want to go on a deep playoff run or at least get past the first round, have a UCLA player. They have two now and they struck gold with Jaime Hawkins jr. Who you already know, you go on my timeline, you know, I know what's up, especially being a UCLA fan. But yeah, it's they milk the shit out of their role players and, and their role players perform at a very high level. So props to Coach Spo, who I don't think gets his flowers enough. He really doesn't. Um, I think basketball nerds give him his love that he deserves, but I don't think people do. Um, it's amazing. But I think Mike Brown, you know, I'm not going to say, I can't say he's at Coach Spo's caliber because he hasn't won a ring yet, but, you know, he's up there. And I feel like he's getting the most out of our role players. Uh, and, and I think the casual fan doesn't know who our role players are and, and look at what they're doing uh, for this team from Eon to Sasha to Trey. It's a, it's amazing. Shout out to my co-hosts. Also throw some hearts out for the birthday girl. Happy birthday again, Liz. Woo-woo. Yeah, and if you're going to sing Thank happy y'all. birthday, don't forget, sing the Stevie Wonder version. Happy birthday. Too, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's the only that's that I version okay. that I acknowledge. So if you don't know it, learn it. Uh, it's a cultural thing. That's all I'm going to say. So anywho, uh, we're out of here. I appreciate you guys. Um, have a good night. Thank you for coming. Light, y'all. Through. Light the beam. Go, Kings. Light the beam. Light the beam.